What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tupperware Jair. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown, as always. And this is Tupperware Jair, where we always take something with you. Thanks for joining us today. I'm joined today by my guest, by my co-worker, my colleague, my friend, Belina Anzani, as most everyone calls you, Belle. So we're going to call you that from now on. So, Belle, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. You didn't call me Sarah this time. I know. <laughs> you call you me Sarah. I'll call you Sarah. I just, it, this is very casual conversation, very loose. So we'll get started. We're going to talk to Belle about her background, where she grew up, her experiences. She got to spend some really cool amount of her life in South Korea and her time there. So we're going to talk to her about that. She's also really passionate about several projects that her and I are working on together. So we'll talk more about that. One specifically about basketball, which I know we both have a big passion for. I'm sure we'll talk about the NBA at some point in this podcast. Because I know how much you love it and I love it as well. And then we'll we'll get into a little little trivia game at the end. USA trivia. I promise I looked up these questions. They're supposed to be easy US trivia questions. Um, How much do you want to bet if I get all of them right? Oh, wow. Okay, so we're throwing money down on this. I will give you... A bottle of wine. A bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy you a bottle of wine if you get every single question right. Granted, there's only five, so maybe this is a bad bet. Right? <laughs> but, but we'll see. We'll see how much you know. What do I get if you don't get all of them right? Do I get a bottle of wine? Yes, you do. Oh, wow. Let's go. Cool. I'm going to switch out the five questions I have written down for no, impossibly <laughs> hard questions. Don't <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I, I, want, I want to do that to you. Okay, cool. That. Let's jump into it. Cool. So, Belle, uh, tell my listeners about, about your background, uh, where okay. you grew up, what you studied in school, maybe what you wanted to be when you grew up, okay. all that sort of stuff. I was born and raised in Lesotho, but in the capital city, Maseru. When I was growing up, well, first thing, I wanted to be a doctor. Oh, wow. Yes, but okay. <laughs> that didn't go so well. <laughs> I realized I, I, have, I don't have a science and math brain. Well, I, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, my dad convinced me that I did, but then I said no. And then later on when I was in high school, that is um, junior, I mean, no, senior high school. Senior, okay, yeah. the last year of high yeah, school. Yeah, exactly. I, not, no, not even the last, my first, when I did eighth grade. I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, okay. yes, and I actually did go to law school. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so I did my uh, three years of law school, and then I dropped out because uh, then because what happened was I applied for another scholarship to study sports science in Cuba. Okay. So I did my undergrad in Cuba. I studied. I majored in sports science. In Cuba, in, in Havana, Cuba. Yes, in Havana. Wow, that is quite a long distance from here. I know. You're quite a world traveler. I'm Very starting, much. I'm starting to find out. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So you studied sports science, yes, I studied sports science in Cuba, and what did you want to do with that? Well, at first I wanted to be a physiotherapist, a sports physiotherapist, and well, that didn't work out because we don't have um, we don't have a physiotherapy unit in. In the search, so I ended up being a government worker as a, I worked as a sports administrator. But then I didn't have the administration part, you know, sports. I just basically did sciences. That's when I decided to do my master's in global sports management in South Korea, in South Korea at wow. Seoul National University. Okay. I'm an Ivy League school girl. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. 
Awesome. Um, so why, I'm just curious, um, you obviously have traveled quite a bit, probably more than most Lesotho that I've met. I'm just curious why you decided to come back to Lesotho afterwards. After my undergrad? After both your, your undergrad in Cuba, and then we'll talk more about your, your experience uh, in South Korea, right. but both times you seem to come back to Lesotho. Because I wanted to change sports back home. You know, I went to the Hathas dream I had I had the passion and I was I mean if if, if you study in Cuba you, you obviously it's not really indoctrinated but we are taught about like revolutionary values like Fidel Castro and Che Guevara and you taught that you you can be the change and then so you come back with this fire, this revolutionary fire that you you want to change things. So that's why I came back because I wanted to change. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, but then you know, you know the system. You know how the system works, and you know. So, cool. uh, why did I come back from South Korea? It's just it's temporary. I'm not here forever. I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have bigger dreams now. I want um I want to be I want to study my PhD. I want to be a professor, if okay. not a researcher, and if not. Believe it or not, I want to work for ESPN. Wow, okay. I want to be the next Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> or I want to be the general manager of the Golden State Warriors. Okay, so this is... Big dreams. So just uh, for the record, being on the podcast is yeah. probably a really good experience for you. Especially if you want to be Stephen A. Smith, who's I'm, always on TV or radio or something, yelling about his opinions yeah. to various people. No, I don't want to yell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you want to be a very different, yeah. not exactly CBS, yeah. but similar. Okay, no, that's cool. Um, I'm obviously happy you're here because we would have never met if you didn't come back to the suit. Yeah, thank you. But fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously you're really interested in sports. What what got you interested going going down that path towards Um, like I've always been like an avid fan of basketball since high school. But during high school, when I was in high school, first I played hockey, field hockey. Then I shifted to basketball. Where, you know, everywhere. Oh, I know. Exactly. Yeah. After you see Michael Jordan, you're like, I want to be Michael Jordan. <laughs> this was in Maseru? Yeah, no, this was, but oh, I also did my high school in South Africa. So. Oh, see, I, okay, I didn't know that. So you, you spent high school in South Africa, undergrad in Cuba, uh, master's in South, in Korea. South Korea. So yes. did you spend, so did you do primary school? Yes, in yeah. Okay. Um, did you play basketball in Lesotho at all? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So it was always like outside influence. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Alan Iverson was introduced to NBA, and I wanted to be like Alan Iverson. Never wanted to be like Lisa Leslie of the WNBA. <laughs> really? No. Why is that? I have no idea. It's just... Was it all the tattoos and the swag? And yes. The, and he the, changed the, the NBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. then he was so small, yeah. and his game was his yeah. game was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Mind, uh, when I when I see Steph Curry, I always yeah. Well, I know you're a big Warriors fan, so. <laughs> uh, me being from Denver, I'm a Denver Nuggets fan, and you and I have many back and forths about this. Yeah. But um, no, that's awesome. Like that's really cool that you saw a lot of, you watched a lot of NBA games growing up, and so that got you really interested in sports and seeing people who I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but seeing people who are smaller, maybe like skinnier or less. Or, or seen as like not being able to be professional basketball players, having success at that level, it's probably really inspiring to I mean, go on yeah. and, and to pursue that sort of thing. 
Did you ever want to be a like a basketball player? I did. I did once upon a time when I was in high school. I wrote a letter to um, I think there was one basketball college in Nigeria. I'm not sure if it still exists. I want. I wrote a letter and asking them if they take um, girls to be part of their basketball academy because I want to play professional basketball. Wow. Okay. And I never got a reply. <laughs> wow. I got lost in the mail. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? We could be watching you on TV someday. Yeah. If you if that ever panned out for you though. Wow. I mean, Fantastic. But I, I don't There's have, still I time. Don't, I don't have the height. You don't have the height. <laughs> and, and then the next thing I wanted I wanted to be a lawyer because I watched a lot of alien oh, lore. Um, like, oh, I'm gonna be a lawyer. <laughs> so you so you so you would you say like media had a had a big influence on like what you decided to do later on? Yeah. So like obviously seeing like NBA basketball made you interested in that yeah. and sports, and then obviously you just mentioned like LA, LA, LA Law, and all that. Yeah. you want to be a lawyer, yeah. And so, uh, how I and also maybe how I ended up going to Cuba was because I love history and politics, so uh, I've measured in history since high school. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted, you know, we read about the Cuban Revolution, about Fidel Castro and Che Guevara. And then when I found out they were giving out scholarships to those very sports science in Cuba, I was like, yeah, that's, that's what inspired me even more because I wanted to experience how, how, what it was like living in a post-revolution country, you know, this, this yeah. amazing Cuba that people keep talking about, you know, being okay. in a country where Fidel Castro is the president. So yeah. that was... And then seeing him for the first time delivering his famous seven-hour speeches was just <laughs> mind-blowing, and really? I was very excited. Do you speak Spanish? Yes, I do. I'm very fluent in Spanish. Wow, okay. So, como estas? I say bien, gracias. I do. Estoy bien. That's all I that's know. That's all you know. No, no, no. I, I, I took four years of it in high school. Oh, how are we going to do this podcast? Well, yeah, well, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> the the sequel episode will be in all in Spanish. Okay. No, I I've lost a lot of it since I've come to Lesotho. Trying to learn Lesotho. Moving on. So that was great. I, I I learned more about you just being here and talking to you. So tell us more about your experience in South Korea. How was that? How is uh, we can even intermingle your experience with Cuba. How is it like? being a foreigner and specifically a foreigner from a different continent where you're really far away from home and maybe i don't know how much korean you know but not knowing the language necessarily what is what was that experience like oh wow yeah oh wow the the hard-hitting questions i know on top of rj (laughs) goodness south korea well let me first start by saying i loved south korea i was never a big asian fan even when I travel, I try I try to avoid Asia, but then South Korea made me fall in love with um, Asia. Asia, sorry. Hangul is a very difficult language. An advantage in, in South Korea is that most Koreans speak English because they're taught English in, from primary school until high school. So it's really not difficult to get around, but it is a very difficult language and... Uh, but it's a, it's a nice language. Once yeah. you get to know it, when you're fluent in it, all you just want to do is speak in Hangul. <laughs> I, I can only do my salutations in Hangul and okay. order a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> and ask what the price Do you really need to know anything else? <laughs> yes, you do, because I really want to go back to South Korea sure. and maybe settle in South Korea. How long were you there for? Was it two um, years? Yeah, almost two. Almost two years. Yes. Okay. 
And uh, did you know any of the language before you went? No. So you you were going in, not knowing it. Like what? So it was an English speaking school. Yes, okay. SNU is an international university. Okay. So okay. and our lectures were conducted in English, and all of our professors were international professors. Hmm. Yes. Were, were there other international? I'm assuming there were other international students. Of course, we had students yeah. from Kazakhstan, from Iraq, from the Palestine. Uh, where else? From Jordan and wow. other parts of Africa, from Zambia, Botswana, you know, any, Haiti. Were there any Americans here? No. Not well, well, not, yes, in the, in the university, but not in my program. Not right? in your yeah, program? Yeah, not in the focus Okay, so that was, a, that was a different thing. Yes. yes. Okay, I see. Yeah. They, they're, um, I know at least in China and specific parts of Asia, they're, I'm pretty sure it's in South Korea too, they're big basketball fans over there yeah, as well. definitely. So did, did you get the chance to talk and play basketball and do those sort of things? Uh, talk about basketball, yes. Play, no. no. Because like, I went to one of the best what, the best universities in South Korea. I'm not sure if you knew, if you were aware of the reputation. It's okay. The South, the South Korean reputation when it comes to studying. Because mm. you have to be 100% focused. On your books, that's great. No time to play. So I never really had the time to play because I was, I was trying to get straight A's. I wanted to get straight A's. And also, you know, our university was, was tough. You know, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like the South Korean version of um, Harvard University. Okay. Yeah. So it's the, Har- the Harvard of the Far West. Like, really far west. Like, yeah. Okay, so did you get straight A's in? I did. Oh, congratulations. And I got a best thesis award. <laughs> all right. So it was worth all the... <laughs> it was worth all it. All the effort. Yes, it was really worth it. I didn't think I was going to get a best thesis award for anything. Wow, okay. <laughs> so do you, would you say you love to travel and love to see and experience new cultures? And things of course, like that? of yeah. course. My next trip should be the Middle East. To the Middle East, yeah, where, where or specifically? North Korea. Maybe Jordan? Oh, wait, or North no, Korea. No, sorry, no, no, North Korea. I meant North Africa. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, that. wow, okay. Yeah, yeah that's quite. No, yes, Jordan. Jordan. I have, yeah, I have friends there now because of. Because uh, of the university. Yeah. So. Uh, cool. And, and Egypt. I want to go to Egypt so bad. I have yeah. a lot of Egyptian friends, and I have an expert from Egypt, so yeah. Okay. okay. We'll have to talk because I am also very interested in travel in the Middle East, but yeah. I do not know a lot of people who live there, so I, I need um, connections. Okay. I think, I think it's For me personally, my philosophy is the best way to travel is to know someone there yeah. who can show you around, like a local. Not not like one of those like tour guide locals, but like a like a friend or someone who can show you around. Some of the best tour tours. Um, you can't see me on the podcast, but I'm putting air quotes up. Some of the best tours I've had were from friends who yeah, showed definitely. me around. So I, am I welcome in Colorado? In Colorado? Colorado. I can't speak for the rest of the U.S., but wherever I am, you're always welcome. Oh yay! Yeah, let's go. I I want to go during the NBA season so I can watch the Miami. Yeah, Bye. we'll go we'll go to a Denver Nuggets game. When yay! You go. <laughs> I'll put on my Warriors t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> you will not be allowed in the stadium. No, I'm just kidding. You and I, I've gotten to know you fairly well the past couple weeks and months now. So one of the things I know you're obviously passionate about is basketball. And you and I have talked about getting funding and starting a basketball life skills mm-hmm. camp, specifically for younger youth to not only introduce them to the game of basketball and to the basics and how to play and strategy and teamwork and all that, but also have a much deeper level of like life skills teaching. Similar to listeners of the podcast will know we've talked about grassroots soccer, 
which is a program centered around life skills that has a soccer element to it. So two things that I know you're really passionate about are sports, but then also like life skills teaching to youth. This is my long-winded way of saying, tell us about the basketball life skills camp, mm-hmm. who will be involved, what will be taught, and then why Why do you think it's important okay. specifically? Well, yeah. so tell, tell us about the, okay. tell us about it. My best, the basketball skills workshop was inspired by a project that I did when I was in South Korea called Hoops for Hope. We had a project, we had to come up with a sports for development project. Uh, so I, de- I decided to do a sports a basketball project for refugees because you know Africa has like the refugee crisis but okay. you know in South Sudan and Uganda has an influx of refugees coming in from South Sudan right so right. we wanted to well the project was to have to involve a lot of people like NBA players African NBA players okay. get sponsorship yes. from the United Nations refugee um the UNHCR. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. also forgetting the specific yeah, acronym. Exactly. The 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 yeah, exactly. So what we what we were planning on doing, what we had proposed for the project was like create like a sustainable project where we would uh, have build a camp for these for these refugees, like a school, because some of these kids don't go to school because you know because of displacement. Right. So have a school and have maybe Microsoft donate computers and you know have. Uh, have them play basketball and have basically NBA Africa and NBA and FIBA um, co-partner with us. So that's where it came from. But mm-hmm. it's obviously a big project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm not sure if it will happen, but sure. yeah, I decided okay, maybe I should make it smaller and then take it to to Liribe. So the basketball project is just basically a sports for development project. We're trying to get kids off the street. We're also trying to develop basketball in Liribe mm. because there was basketball before but now it's it's dead um, yeah yeah it's, it's non-existent anymore. right and most of the players are at high school level you don't have players at a primary level so we want to develop kids at a primary level mm. and so I'm partnering with Peace Corps yay yeah let's go yes <laughs> <laughs> and the Blue Cross and obviously the ministry that I work for that is the Ministry of Gender and Youth Sports and Recreation but with the youth department, they're going to be um, helping us with the life skills. And then Mr. Jeremy Brown's office, that is the Peace Corps, will be helping us with the skills. Because apparently, he's a basketball coach. Apparently, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be helping us with yeah. also the Minnesota Basketball Association. Yeah, I was going to yeah. mention them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to be there because they're the professionals. Right. With the refereeing and... I'm very excited mm. about this project. I hope I hope it, it will become a success because also I was on a scholarship that was it's sponsored by the Korean uh, Sports Fund. So what happens with that uh, when you after you graduate, they want to know what is it that you're doing in your community, like you know whether it's sports for development or sports administration. So if you come up with a really good project, then the Korean government sports fund sponsors your your project. So hopefully, if it's good enough and we're convincing enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll sponsor future. Yeah, they will sponsor games. exactly. Or they'll sponsor this particular program, and hopefully, it will grow. Yeah. Uh, it will be continental, and then we get we can get to do the spots for hope project. Wow. And help um the refugees. It's a it's a it's a snowball effect. Just kind of yeah. build builds on itself. Yeah. 
Wow, fantastic. Well, if you're involved, I'm sure it'll be a success. And we're all doing the best we can here. But just for the listeners, I'm hoping to have a follow-up interview with you post-camp. Now, when are you planning on hosting the camp? All goes well. That is fine with my new wife. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have it in July. Uh, during the, the winter, year. yeah, this yeah. year during the winter break, or maybe during the Independence uh, weekend. That is October the fourth. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we're we're looking to host. What is the age range? Uh, uh, yeah, basically, primary school children. Primary school children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because and that's also what LBA said to me when we had a meeting that was specific. We really want to develop it at you know. At, at the primary game, level, exactly, yeah. Because yeah, we don't have young players anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and it's really hard, at least from my perspective. I, I play basketball on a regular basis mm-hmm. with a group of guys, and I can tell that they're very enthusiastic. They love the sports. They maybe watch it on TV or yeah. they follow specific players. But it's, it's a general lack of the fundamentals yeah. early on, and you can tell it's because they, they were never taught specifically how to play yeah. when they were younger. And so maybe like developing that at, at a younger age can help players go on to be better and better later on. Yeah, hopefully. And so hopefully it's it's a culture that you're that you're developing because yeah. because I, I know that there are people who are interested in basketball. I know I know it's a thing here, but creating that culture of playing and, and competition and all that, while also intermingling you know life skills and things like that, which is always never a bad thing. Never. No. Cool. And hopefully we can have a list of two basketball play in the NBA. I mean, all these African countries have <laughs> players in the NBA. Yeah, why not? Listen yeah, to why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be all thanks to us. That that and person will. And I can be that agent. <laughs> yeah, that person will credit us in their Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Okay. But yeah. No, great. <laughs> The other thing that you and I have talked a lot about is, is a library project, yeah. which I think is a really yeah. cool idea. Talk to us a little bit about that. So what is your vision for that? Um, obviously, you wouldn't want to do it if you didn't feel like there was a need for it. So tell us a little bit about why you see there's a need for it. Maybe how it can be sustainable. And that, those, those, just, talk, just talk to me. All talk, right. talk to me, talk bro. To you. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. But such a people are really not the people. We are not really reading we don't have a reading culture and it's just a few of us that really love to read and some of some of us pick it up at a very late stage of our lives so yeah. a lot of kids don't read they'd rather be on the streets you know hustling or well, not that kind of hustling <laughs> <laughs> they'd rather be playing or they'd just rather be on their, on their phones but we just us so we've never been um a reading cult. We don't have a reading culture. We don't even have books. Mm. We don't have authors. I mean, oh, my great grandfather was an author. His name was uh, Chakan, and he wrote a lot of books, but it's also true. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. we don't. We don't even have a lot of stuff documented. Like we don't have a lot of history documented. So, with this library, I'm hoping to start the reading culture. Mm. I'm hoping the kids would, you know. I want the kids to to be able to to love to enjoy reading and know they can learn a lot. I mean, I started traveling by reading books. You know, that's when I started. Like, I was traveling through the pages, just flipping through yeah. pages and reading about the Middle Eastern culture and about American politics and everything. That's but that's when I started traveling. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it opened it opens so your eyes exactly, and your mind. Exactly. Yes, and it builds. It also builds your vocabulary and you know. Yeah. yeah. So I want I want 
the kids here to I want the kids in the river to love reading and embrace reading. That's really not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and where I agree with you is that I've met a lot of kids who are interested in reading but mm -hmm. they don't have the space or the tools or, or specifically the books yeah. to go and, and to do that. Yeah. And so by partnering, uh, me and you, by partnering to do this, I think we address one very key problem of access yes, to books access. specifically. Yeah. And so with that, this is our plea real quick for donations. Please, <laughs> be kind enough to donate some of your old books that you don't need anymore. Yeah. Yes. If, if you are or your organization are interested in donating, I'll include Bell's contact information in the, in the notes on the podcast. We're just we're just generally looking for people who are willing to donate. What what kind of books specifically? Maybe fiction, yeah, some some textbooks, textbooks, science books, yeah. really anything. No, I mean with the textbooks, they're available at school. Yeah. Um, I want fiction. I want kids to have. I want lots of kids to be creative, you mm. know, and have a wild mind, you know. A wild mind. <laughs> not not in that way, but no. I want them to be creative and you know, and to think outside of the box and for me reading did help me I mean I started reading comics and I was like because my dad reads a lot so when I was born I was already born into a reading family yeah you know, my dad had like a mini library I started off by reading Asterix the comic books and Archie <laughs> Archie comics yeah Archie comics and then the Marvel comics like Batman Spider-Man yes so I've always loved reading and then Stephen King. I think I started reading Stephen King when I was doing grade seven. Okay. Yeah. So wow. I know. That's that's those are those, those are some <laughs> those are some scary books. I can't even read those as a I know. So I want and I I have a couple of comic books in my house and I'm going to donate to the library. Great. And, yeah. Reading is fun, and my and my younger sister is a fan fiction writer. Like she writes, and she's received like she's she was a ghostwriter for some lady in the U.S. and she got paid for it. So I mean, it's I, we want the same opportunities that we have when we are for the for everyone else. yeah for everyone else. Great, no, that's awesome. Once again, donations, we're looking for them, and her contact information will be in the notes. Also, so I know you're very like eclectic person you have a lot of different passions and interests tell us a little bit about a couple of your other interests and except, passions except the nba except for you <laughs> we talk a lot about the um, NBA. i love to cook okay um, cool. um i i think i'm a good cook <laughs> but yeah. i really really love to cook and if you want to know uh, what i'm cooking you can follow me on my instagram page called bell the foodie bell the foodie yes <laughs> So you would consider yourself a foodie? You like to eat food, cook food, yes, talk about food? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I love to cook. I also love to travel. Mm. That's I really, really I, love yeah, traveling. Yeah. Um, also, I, I'm not really a coffee connoisseur, but... <laughs> but you are. <laughs> but I am. Well, I love coffee, and I'm currently studying coffee brewing, but I'm not going to school for me. I'm just self-taught. Yeah, wow. on my own. Well, I want to open a coffee shop. But, uh, yeah. Wow, you're you're a woman of many talents and interests. <laughs> Maybe, but okay. I love coffee. I when I when I started loving coffee when I was in um, Cuba, because you know they yeah, yeah they have coffee, coffee, yeah, yeah. coffee and South Korea as well. They have a growing coffee culture. Mm. So I've, I've been doing my research on coffee when I was in South Korea and talk, having conversations with some Korean farmers who are who. who 
coffee connoisseurs and mm. you know how they brew coffee and what like what do you have to look for in to make in the beans to make the perfect coffee you know? yeah. so yeah, yeah. Wow. i really really love coffee wow and that's I like really to cool cook yeah and travel <laughs> <laughs> i love it Thanks. very multifaceted personally um so this is a question i ask everybody what is one thing you want americans or people who are not familiar with Basutu culture uh, to know about Lesotho, about your country? <laughs> That's a great question. Wow, Mr. Brown. <laughs> we're, we're very nice people. We're very friendly people. Okay. Very humble, Yeah. I think. <laughs> I, I can back that up. Yeah. No, sure. uh, we're shy. I think we're shy. <laughs> okay. Lesotho people are very shy. Why do, why do you say that? No, I'm joking. I oh, don't know. Don't <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making things up. What do I want Americans to know? So, about so, Lesotho? so, if say I've never been to Lesotho before, what is the first? If I say, "Hey, how's Lesotho?" What is your? We're very, like I said, we're very welcoming people. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and oh, I think we're the only country in Africa where it snows. Well, well, now because of because of global warming, <laughs> we have several. But before, we were the only country. In Africa. I think it snows on it snows on Kilimanjaro. Which is in Tanzania. Yeah, but it snows in the mountain top in there. Oh, you mean like like there's a snow culture. Exactly. Culture like, but we snow. have winter. Like we have proper winter, right? Uh, where it snows and we have blankets. Okay. You know, we're having our hot chocolate and <laughs> we're gathered around a fireplace. No, I'm joking. Okay. And making s'mores. <laughs> oh, I love s'mores. So so it's okay. So it's the it's the winter and snow culture yes. of Lesotho. Which I, I can vouch for. It's yeah. very much here. Yeah. I've, I've skied here. Have you skied in the city? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. I love skiing. Oh. Yeah, that was my yeah, That's an experience. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a experience. Did you ski at all in South Korea? I did at the Winter Olympics. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. While, like, before while? The, no, before oh, the Winter right. Olympics, because they had, like, a little winter olympics experience that they were giving to foreigners and, um, and Koreans. Yeah. yeah. So we got to go and then wow, so the cool. school paid for it. And we went to go ski for a whole weekend, but I, I did snowboarding. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> Oh my. You, <laughs> I'm a skier. Okay. So, yeah. If you know anything about Colorado, where I grew yeah, up, I skiers know. and boarders have, have a little rivalry. Yeah, yeah. You. You, you and I just can't seem to agree when it comes to sports. I know, right? <laughs> you're, you're a Warriors fan, I'm a Nuggets fan. You're a boarder, I'm a skier. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm not a Denver Broncos fan, so I don't think that really means much. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we just, we just can't seem to agree. <laughs> we'll find something that we agree on at some point. Cool. <laughs> Great. Well, this has been a really enlightening interview. This is the part of, this is the section of the interview where I ju- want to jump into the game, the activity. Uh-huh. This is the, Lus- the sorry, I almost said Lucy too. This okay. is the USA Trivia Challenge. Apparently there's a bottle of wine on the, yeah. On the on the line here, so I have five questions for you. Oh, Remember, Lord. if you get one wrong, you buy me a bottle of wine. Oh my God, really? <laughs> this is I don't know why you agreed to this bet. This seems very skewed in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna jump into it anyways. Okay. Um, are you ready? I'm ready, sir. I'm okay. ready. Once again, I want to emphasize these are all easy U.S. questions. Okay. That's literally what I typed into Google. You're trying questions. to make me look ignorant. I'm trying. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just trying. Just trying to psych you out. All right. Cool. Number one, which state lies directly south of Georgia? 
Looks like I'm getting that bottle. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay, like, directly south of, of uh, Georgia. Oh my God. So you know Atlanta, the yeah, Atlanta Hawks. They're in Georgia. I know that. What is what is below Georgia? Only one. That's directly below yeah, Georgia. Hold up, I think I know it. Okay. I think I know it. Think long and hard. Florida? No. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah. No. No, that is correct. Florida. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Yes, it is Florida. Oh. Home of the Miami Heat. Yeah. Is there another NBA team in Florida? Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Dang it, I thought I had you on the first one. <laughs> Number two. Which ocean borders California to the west? So you know California? Pacific. No, it's in the Pacific, right? Hold it. <laughs> Not wait, 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 hold up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thank Say you. Say that again. Which, which ocean is to the west of California? Which ocean borders California? Oh, no. This is the Indian Ocean and this is the Pacific Ocean and then the Pacific Ocean. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You are correct on that. Two for two. Wow. <laughs> starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> Number three. Uh, what is the smallest state in terms of land area? What is the smallest state? Okay. Wow. Really? Yeah, really. Man. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's not Alaska. That's the largest state. I'm just trying to slip that fact in there for you. Hawaii. Hawaii is the smallest state. Yeah. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. oh, sweet, sweet victory for me. Oh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's nasty. It is uh, Rhode Island. Have you heard of Rhode Island? Yes, I have. Yeah, I'm sorry. I actually, I'm not sorry, but I'm I'm impressed that you got the first two. You'll probably get the last two. So. Oh, that's gonna be a hard one. We'll that talk. was a hard one, though. That was a hard one. That was a very hard. That was. One. Yeah. Uh, well, it was on the it was on the easy scale. Really, for an American? <laughs> any, any, I guarantee any American would know the answer to that. Okay. But it's okay. Yeah. I forgive you. Maybe we'll we'll split a bottle of wine. Okay. Because <laughs> if you get the next two right, we'll split a bottle. Of wine. Okay. Okay. Number four. Uh, you should get this one. Okay. I, I this was inspired by you. Okay. Uh, which basketball team plays in Memphis, Tennessee? The Memphis Grizz the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, yeah. of course. <laughs> I don't even have to ask. Is that your final answer? No, of course you don't. <laughs> that was an easy one. That was too easy. That was too easy. Last one. Number five. We, we mentioned this university earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, which state is Harvard University? Oh, my God. Because Seoul University is the Harvard of the West. Yeah, Harvard. <laughs> Man, I know that answer. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's on the East Coast. I know it's on the East Coast. Okay. So I guess it wasn't a hint. <laughs> Look into my eyes and find the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Harvard, Harvard. It's not in the nation's capital. It is, it is not. It is not in Washington. In, in, I know. It's not in D.C. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm going to give you five seconds. No, 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 no. Hold up. Four. Three. Two. All right, what's your Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Oh, man. I know. I really do know. Because I, I remember reading, reading about it with Peter because I really want to know where Harvard was. Mm. What state Harvard was. Mm. Now I'm so blank. Oh, mm. yeah, no. You don't yeah. have, do you, what's your guess? 
Yeah. Just guess. Throw out a throw out a random state. A random state. Yeah. New Jersey. Oof. Somewhat close. It's uh, it's it's in Boston. I was about to say Boston. It, it, it helps, but Boston's not the state. Yeah. It's in Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, MA. I Be know. proud. You'll have to know where it is when you go there for your PhD. I know. <laughs> I just got that wrong. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Thanks again, Belle. This has been a really fun time for me. This is probably one of my favorite interviews that I've had. Oh, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Hands up. Yeah. And I'm supposed to get a bottle of wine out of this. I just can't. We, we can split it. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, and I feel like Boston, Boston. I remember Boston. Oh. Ah, so close. Yeah. All right, folks. This has been another episode of Tupperware Chair. We always take something with you. Have a nice day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you.